0: Eric, you got me to boot into Windows. Oh, I nasty.
1: know, I know. Blame me, blah, blah, blah.
0: Oh, jeez, this is a bad sign. So it's a Broadcom manufacturer. It says it's a Dell Wireless 1560.
2: What have you got? Dell- what, 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 what have you got? What have you got?
0: What have you got? A, uh, it's a Broadcom chip. It's an Adele laptop. It says it's a Dell Wireless 1560. 802 What
2: the um, laptop? Is it that new sexy yeah. shiny one with yep. no bezels? Yep,
0: yep, yep. Oh,
2: you're a bad man. Is yeah. it nice? Yeah, Apart It's, va- it's it very work. nice
0: except for the wireless on the Antigross Live CD is not picking up, isn't getting picked up. Uh,
2: so I'm trying to work mm.
0: back uh, what I got to do to make this happen here cuz I'd love to get it installed uh, during the show but uh geez, I don't even know where my USB adapter I'm is. I'm willing to bet the
2: Broadcom STA driver will do just fine.
0: Hmm. All right, well I will I will be right back. I'm going to go see if I can find my so, USB. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: Okay, I'll just I'll just share this. So in the Ubuntu documentation, or ask Ubuntu, or all those various places, it says about you know installing the Broadcom STA bloody bloody bloody. Yeah. And actually, what I found worked best is installing the Linux firmware package, and magic happened, and my Broadcom card in that one laptop that was a pain mm. in the ass just works with mm. the firmware. So I ship that in Ubuntu Mate because it works on those machines where it says oh what you really should do is you know if you go into the give me additional drivers it recommends that broadcom sta thing which by the way doesn't work for this particular chipset in my laptop but just lobbing the linux firmware on does so i'd start there because it does less damage than installing the broadcom drivers which if they don't work are a bit of an ass to then yank and it has to be
0: compiled with dkms yeah Okay, so I'll, I'll, see, I'll go see if I can find a USB ad- adapter, and maybe by the end of the show I can try to get the wireless working. Oh, what? Now it doesn't see. I brought, so I realized I got the Ethernet adapter all set up. Uh, but, of course, guess what? I, all my Ethernet's in use in here right now. <laughs> so I went, got, <laughs> <laughs> I went and took a, a Wi-Fi adapter off of uh, our Raspberry Pi here. And, uh, but it won't, but what if for some reason it's giving me a hard time. When, oh, here we go. Here we go. Now it's prompting me for the password. So I'll be using an old Wi-Fi adapter. And then once I get it installed, hopefully I'll be able to get the drivers installed for the built-in Wi-Fi adapter. So as a I've got pre-show I've flight... I've got
2: questions just, for you, Chris. All
0: right, yeah. So as a pre-show flight, right now, before we go, I'm at the Antigros uh, Live CD. It's, it's updating the installer right now. I've got a wireless dongle off on the side. We'll see if by the end of the show if I have a successful installation. What's your What was your question, Mr. Nice. Wimpy?
2: Well, first of all is, aside from proprietary Wi-Fi chipsets, is it nice?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's 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 pretty exceptional. So it has a nice kind of uh, nice sturdy bottom feel to it. Uh, it's definitely very thin and it's surprisingly light. In fact, when I picked it up, I wondered if the battery was missing. And uh, the screen is indeed touch, and the touch works under Linux, uh, which is nice. And the glass is pretty Welcome much to. edge it's to loved. edge. It's pretty nice. And the keyboard wow. looks like a good size keyboard, and the trackpad's a good size too. So hopefully by the end of the show, I'll have working Antigross, and I'll tell you how else it works under Linux. The main thing right now for me is I'm a little worried about the Wi-Fi, which I'm sure if folks got the Sputnik edition or whatever they're going to call it, they'd probably have that worked out.
2: So so do you think you could remove a panel on the bottom and expose the Wi-Fi chip and replace it with an Intel something works in Linux variety?
0: Well, uh, it looks like it's uh, 1, 2, three, four, five, six, seven, eight torque screws, and there's a panel that pops off, and then the bottom comes off. I can see the motherboard through the ventilation, so it's probably doable.
2: Okay, Well, yeah, we don't want to do that yet. You want to, you don't want to yeah. bastardize if, it if before I can, you get started. If if, yeah. if the
0: uh, Linux firmware trick works and I can get uh, the the driver working that way, that'll probably be the way I go.
2: Yeah, because I'm cheap. I only buy old hardware, and first thing I do is yank out the Broadcom things yeah. and yeah. Put, buy an Intel something from Intel Germany in- for nine mm-hmm. euros, and then install that, and all your problems go away. So. Do you want to hear a story from the other side of the fence? You've got this lush new Dell (laughs) machine, which is felt and is an Apple Mac beater. So at work, my boss has decided that it's time for a new laptop, and it absolutely is time for a new laptop for him. And he wanted something that was relatively lightweight and super powerful. So he scoured the Internet. And he asked me a few questions, and he found the HP ZBook 14 mobile workstation, which on paper is a very competent machine. It's got an i7, and it's got uh, integrated graphics and discrete graphics, and it's got, you know, automated flipovers and all of that good stuff. He doesn't care about Linux, so that's not an issue for him, and it, it just, just works. You know, so he said, I want one of those. Can you get me one of those? And I sure. said, sure, no sure. problem. Of course so I you go to the HP website. The first thing about the HP website is unlike any other PC manufacturer, you can only buy what they're prepared to sell you. You cannot customize a system and say, I want this with these modifications. So that sucks. So then I say, right, well, we want this one, so order that. And then he comes back to me and says, oh, no, no, I want the one with the touch screen. So I say, right, no problem. So I phone up HP and said, that order that we've placed, we want to cancel that because we want to order one with the touch screen. Mm. So they cancel the order and then they tell me, well, there isn't one with the touch screen. And I say, but your specification document says that there is. A week goes by the order that we've cancelled arrives and we have to arrange for it to be picked up and returned to them they then tell us oh yeah actually we do make that one with the touchscreen but it wasn't in our sales catalogue so we're going to add that to our sales catalogue oh. now so Another few days pass. Uh, It's in our sales catalogue. Would you like to place the order now? So, yes, I'd like to place the order now. So I order the laptop and all the extra accessories. And this is last Friday. And today I get an email out of nowhere saying your order has been cancelled. And we don't know why. And we're not quite sure what happened. But could you phone us up and place the order again, please? Oh, my God. I hate that. HP, suck. If anyone from HP is listening, you suck. <sniffs> Lenovo and Dell have got you beaten hands down six ways of Sunday. You suck. You have wasted three weeks of my life to buy one fuck-mothering laptop. Waste of my arsing time, and it's not even that stellar. I've been trying to talk my boss into getting a Lenovo Carbon X1. Awful, awful, awful people yeah. don't buy HP It's computers. like they don't want to make money. Oh, it's just crap. I had. And,
0: oh, I actually oh. had a little bit of a bumpy ride with the Dell. So the Dell is. It's first of all, the whole buying process on the Dell website is way too cluttered. Like I don't mean to to make comparisons, but like, and obviously, System seventy six has a loss less a lot less parts, but it's so much more clear what I'm getting, and if I'm getting the right one. Like on Dell's website, I fundamentally question if I'm ordering the right part under the right division etc so that's very confusing then they canceled my order at one point but none of the accessories so they were billing me and shipping me the next day all of the accessories instead of shipping all as one shipment they ship each thing independently
2: so i've I've had the inverse of that so today we've replaced the order (laughs) and the order is just for the laptop but for none of the accessories that we had previously requested in 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 the original order sure Ah, oh, just.
0: So, yeah, so then I'm like, okay, so I'm getting the, so then I call them up, and they had to verify something about the address. So the, you know, the, the studio here is, a, it's a duplex, so we have a unit A, a unit B, and uh, I put the address in, and then the second address line, I put unit A. Well, Dell system wants unit A on the first address line, and the uh, the street address on the second address line. And because I did those backwards, they canceled the order.
2: Yeah, brilliant, isn't it? Honestly, buy, it should buy, be buying a computer be this difficult. And, and the thing is, is that I'm going to phone them up. To, I'm going to put a because I, I was I, I was busy with other stuff today, so I had to ask one of the, the the guys in the office to sort the reorder out. But I'm going to phone them up to her and give them <laughs> well, give them a piece of your mind oh, friend, with it. I'm, uh, yeah, the air will be blue around my desk tomorrow morning because <laughs> you know i i order all of the equipment for all of the people that work in the company and all of our customers which is not an insignificant amount of hardware and i am not gonna buy any hp equipment ever again um and my purchasing experience you have to set as a backdrop to ordering some really sophisticated, complica- mm. complicated server hardware mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from iX systems. But, uh-huh. And you cannot you cannot even begin to compare the difference.
0: Right, so much more H- complex, too, oh. which is
2: ironic. <laughs> I know, I know, a, a lot more complex. Uh, each individual machine, we're talking, you know, $30,000 per server versus a couple of thousand dollars for a laptop. And, you know, it takes weeks to negotiate the parts and the build and the fit. Um, you, you remember those mega core systems that mm. um, FreeBSD Foundation have got? Yep, yeah, yep. we're buying like those, like they go out of fashion. At really? The we think oh, they're great. Man, oh yeah, I'd love yeah. to see pictures. Uh, Do you ever I get got, to see them? Yeah, uh, I, I'll get you pictures. We've oh, got yeah. um, uh, uh, floor to ceiling rack of those. Does not next
1: have a discount code you could be using? <laughs> no, just the uh, URL. Don't,
2: don't you? Uh, should I tell you what? I, I first. Uh, got the idea for, through listening to TechSnap and went off and read about IX, say August, whenever it was. And I didn't actually get around to calling them and placing an order until about six months later. But in the order code, it it triggered the fact that I'd first visited the website from TechSnap. Months and months and months before, and attributed the um, awesome. you know the the thing to TechSnap. Thank yeah, you. Even though a lot of a lot of time had passed in in between well, the first you contact, maybe and, you're
0: a big part of the reason why IX renewed for 2015. Then
2: I hope so. I hope so. That's really They make they make stellar, aren't they? Like, I um, really
0: wish when I was doing IT purchasing that I I think they were around for a big part of, it, but I just didn't know about them. You know, and that that uh, and I f- instead fought with folks like HP and Dell all the time.
2: Yeah, no, we we use IX for all of our server equipment now. It's um and uh, as much as I like um uh, like love Linux, uh for firewalls we use H uh, A Com for their um Sense uh, hmm. firewalls. Hmm. Hmm um they're they're pretty great so they're uh, active passive f- uh, pf sense firewalls so oh, um,
0: they are pf sense yeah. on the software side though
2: uh, yeah yeah so it is it is dedicated to pf sense so it's, uh, it's a one u rack yeah. with two blades okay. in it are they, so two firewalls are all they set loud up with carp no 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 they're, they're quite quiet how much
0: does one go for uh
2: i think it's about Two and a half yeah. thousand, four thousand dollars I think by the time we yeah. we'd got all the bits and Bobs of added of course yeah. so you know they're 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 proper they' they've got six That's Ethernet ports on each blade so they're you know proper proper job
0: so uh, you guys want to see another gadget so I with the Dell I ordered I mentioned yeah. accessories this i I don't know if you're watching the video stream it's a uh, it's about it's about the it's about half the length of a credit card maybe about a little more than that and thicker so it's uh I don't know what to describe it. It's, it's smaller than a Roku. It's a small little thing. You could probably fit it in your pocket. And what it is is it has a USB 3.0 plug that flips out on one side. And on one on one side, it has VGA and HDMI out. And on the other side, it has gigabit Ethernet and uh, another USB 3.0 port. And so you plug this into the Dell, and you get HDMI, and you also get Ethernet, which I thought was probably pretty good because I'd like to have both of those pretty much every time I sit down. And I think it was like 60 bucks or maybe even less than that.
2: So, because there's no internet. That's a nifty work. gizmo, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I think it's all using standard stuff. So I'm going to find out. All this is, I mean, I mean, I'm going to try to do the full review. I'm going to try to, you know, say these accessories work and don't work and stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Did you guys hear about this? <laughs> this is a great post from Linus over the weekend. Linux kernel development halted. Uh, Linus is pretty upset. Of course, he's not on the East Coast, but uh, it's still when it snows on the East Coast, it affects Linus pretty bad. He says, "You people on the East Coast think you have it bad." with snowstorms and whatever that's nothing my coffee maker broke and calling the service hotline says we're not open today due to inclement weather you guys get a little snow and suddenly civilization breaks down my coffee maker is broken and nobody's answering the phone and CNN just keeps talking about snow what about my coffee priorities people priorities what am i going to do without my coffee maker am i just going to sit here in a corner crying that's what i thought that was composed
1: <laughs> there was like some of the comments were pretty good too it's like well obviously you needed your coffee maker in a raid
0: Welcome to Linux Unplugged, your weekly Linux talk show that's installing all its updates and blocking kernel modules right now. My name is Chris.
3: And hey, my name is Matt.
0: Hey there, Matt. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited today. I got, I got a new laptop in that I'm messing with right now. I just got the uh, base OS installed during the pre-show. So That's exciting. Got well, you know, I... that new computer smell. Right? Also, right. that new computer wireless frustration. So I've got like a, <laughs> I've got like a wireless dongle that's hanging off the side of the thing that I took from a Raspberry Pi. But oh, no. other than that, it's it's not so bad. So yeah, I got the new XPS uh, 13 in, oh. and it came a lot sooner than I was expecting. And uh, I guess I guess the Bitcoin. Am I, am I, guess I they safe
3: to- and assuming? There's a Broadcom thing going on there. Yeah, it's called Ah, Dell Wireless,
0: but it's a Broadcom. And I guess Dell wanted to cash in those bitcoins before they dropped any further, so they send it quick. And uh, Mm. so I'm I'm uh, I'm fighting right now as we do the show with the wireless. I got a few things I got. I just installed the uh, B40 or whatever it is firmware. I got the firmware just installed, but I think I'm like halfway through there. So we'll see if I get it by the end of the show. I might get distracted by the show, but I got to say it's it's a nice device. So I'll give you a quick update about the uh, the laptop and my first impressions. Uh, later on in the show in just a little bit, because I got a few things, and then uh, I'll run Linux on it for a little while and give you the uh, the final opinion. I've already gotten several emails, people asking uh, what I think about it, so I'll Very tell good. you that. Hey, Matt, you know, it's not, a, it's not a real Linux Unplugged without bringing in our uh, virtual lug, so let's delay no longer. Time-appropriate greetings, Mumble Room.
2: Hey. Good Hello. Hello.
0: Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. So we got a great hey. show today. Uh, coming up uh, on today's episode of Linux Unplugged, we're going to do the feedback like we always do. Then uh, there's been a topic that the IRC room has been chatting about all day. It's this new Vivaldi browser. No, not the tablet. No, not the Vivaldi tablet. Stop it. No, it's a browser. And uh, it's, it's making a lot of waves today. And, of course, it premiered on Linux. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and I'll give you a quick demo of it in the show. Uh, there's also uh, a couple of items to follow up on in, uh, from uh, last week's show. And then uh, we have a little surprise for Matt at the end of the show. Ooh. Very, ooh,
4: really? Yeah. Oh, a surprise, wow. for Surprises now. A surprise for
0: Matt. Surprise for Matt at the end of the show. So we'll see what that's about. So let's start with uh, a quick uh, follow up sort of errata from uh, Sunday's Linux action show. Crossroads uh, 1112 writes in to say just a quick note on the Lumina desktop on Arch thing. I actually just had to rename the AOR package. It's now Lumina desktop git to avoid confusion with the German locale. Uh, so he says, uh, please stress also on air that it's missing some features. Most of the network management icon does not show up yet, uh, probably because PCBSD has its own network manager. There's some upstream work to make it work with Debian. When I get time, I'll look into further Linux improvements, so it's just early. But just a reminder, the Lumina desktop, which we've talked about on the show, we've uh, demoed it on the show, and we've interviewed uh, Chris's brother, who's working on it, on this show. So uh, I just quick follow-up to that. You can get it on the Lumina desktop. It has now moved over to Arch, but there's a few pieces missing, and the package is called Lumina-Desktop-Git, and Crossroads wanted me to make a quick mention of that. So there we go. Jed writes in, and I love this email. Chris, Matt, my son has finally gotten motivated to actually do something more than play flash games on Linux. He's been using <laughs> an old Dell Lappy with a broken screen hinge. I decided he could have my broken Lenovo T forty three. I like you just giving down, passing down broken rigs, just like I do. Uh, one That's of the awesome. He says, but here's the conditions. He backed up his old computer, home director using rsync. Uh, he does this, his, and then his own distro install, and then he installs Wine. I gave him links to some to some tutorials about using Rsync, and he already knew how to use Gedit. He installed an SSH key for his backup. He installed fourteen oh four Ubuntu and the oh. Xfce weather plugin, and then we churned through a play on Linux. And he learned that we needed to move aside his previous post files and restored his backup from his files from his first laptop. So now. My sixth grader runs Guild Wars 2 from his own install effort. He made a deal to get on track and fi- and uh, on field team in the school in the spring as sort of like a tit-for-tat. Matt, thank you for all the efforts on Last. We cannot wait for your tutorial show. Listening since episode one, Jed.
3: That's awesome. That's so cool. Sixth grade, man, and he's already rocking SSHs. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: I love no that. Kidding. I mean, that's like,
3: uh, Wow. I'm yeah. thinking back, like what I was doing at sixth grade, and it's like, uh, had that been an option, that would not have probably been what I was doing. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I I wonder about like uh, my kids. Like I want to. Uh, I, I have. Uh, I started with the uh, the Chromebook, but it's just such an unreliable piece of junk when it's running just Linux, and I haven't replaced the uh, the BIOS that they they nuke mm-hmm. it from time to time. So uh, I, I have, like, this old HP that's falling apart that they've used for a while. And I have this really old, right. janky iMac that's, I've, that's old, but I was thinking about maybe putting Linux on that. But really what, what, what my son Dylan wants it for is to play Minecraft. That's what he wants oh. Linux for. Oh, yeah, he wants Minecraft. Respect that. Respect that. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I, he also, you know, would probably play around with it. But I've, I've, so I've, I've been thinking a lot about, like, what's the right computer to get for a kid? Something that is powerful enough to play Minecraft and maybe a few other games. Uh, but not super expensive and a really good Linux box. And I keep thinking of like the NUC and stuff, but even that's pressing the price of what I want to pay. So this is an area I've been thinking about. Very cool. I just, maybe I need to do is just buy myself more computers and give them a hand me down.
2: This is what he's supposed to Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like what Jed does too. <laughs>
4: uh, and
0: you know what? In a way, that's kind of what I've done with my smartphones. Uh, it's, and it's so straightforward with our first sponsor Ting because you only pay for what you use. So I can actually have them get like a little tablet, and then they just whenever we go out on the road and they have, if they have to do something that has data, which happens from time to time, I don't I don't stress about having to have some sort of data plan. They just pay for when they use it. Go over to linux.ting.com to check out our sponsor Ting. I've been a Ting customer for over two years now, I've saved over two thousand dollars, and I still recommend them every single day. I'm really happy and. I got to say almost every month since I've been a Ting customer, I feel like there's something new for me to be excited about. Something that Ting is bringing that I'm like, like they read my mind. Uh, And of course, the one I'm thinking of right now is the rollout of GSM. They've already sent out the first SIM cards to early GSM beta testers. You can actually go over and order one on the Ting store right now. And I got two of them. And I'm going to slide one in the, I'm going to reload my Nexus 5, get it all clean, just because I wanted to start fresh anyways. And, well, or I'm going to try to talk ReKai into doing it. And then after ReKai I does do. it, <laughs> I'm going to put my new Ting GSM sim in there. I'm going to rock Ting GSM for a while. And you only pay for what you use with Ting. They just take your messages, your minutes, and your megabytes. They add them all up, whatever bucket you fall into, that's what you pay at the end of the month. It's just $6 for the line. You're starting to see how much sense this makes when you can take advantage of CDMA or GSM. Plus, you then consider all the value you get from an incredible dashboard and no-hold customer service. And Ting has a ton of great devices. I wanted to recommend also you check out their blog. They have a ton of great tips and tutorials over there, like here's one. turns out G Plus can be a huge data hog. The app on your phone, the G Plus app, can be a massive data hog. So they just have a quick tutorial on how to clean that up so you can keep G Plus but maybe not have it use up as much data. Nice quick tips like that. Here's Here's just an idea of devices. Right now, you can pick up an iPhone 4S. From Ting for $130, that's it. You own it right there. No contract, no early termination fee. iPhone 4S, $130. What about the HD Desire 510 Blue? Also, $130 just added. A great HTC-built phone for $130. Or if you want to go get the Cadillac, the HTC One, $340 over at Ting. And you own that phone that's yours. And that is an amazing phone with an incredible screen, unbelievable speakers. And you might think that the universal remote that it has built in there is kind of gimmicky, but it's super cool, especially if you have kids and they lose the remote all the time. Because you can turn on stuff with your freaking phone, and it really feels like the future. Plus, those front-facing speakers kind of alleviate the uh, need for external speakers. So if you like to listen to podcasts on the go or maybe like when you're doing something, you just want to set your phone down. Like I set it down next to me when I'm doing dishes, and I can hear podcasts perfect with the HTC One. $340. You own that phone. It's yours from Ting. Isn't that neat? They have all kinds of great devices, including just SIM cards if you just want to put a CDMA or GSM SIM in your own device. Linux.ting.com. That supports the show and saves you $25 off your first Ting device. Or if you have one you can bring, get you $25 credit. Linux.ting.com. And a big thanks to Ting for sponsoring Linux Unplugged. Great devices, great prices, and great stuff coming up. There's a wolf writes in, and this one is kind of, I'm going to punt over to uh, our mumble room to see if they have any experience with this. Uh, He wants to know, uh, he says, hey Chris and Matt, but I'm going to ask the mumble room, Matt, if you don't mind. He says, I've heard about ArchBSD. Uh, The site is an exact copy of the Linux homepage but with some BSD modifications. It says, the project is all about porting Pac-Man to free BSD, which they did back in 2010, and they say they keep following the KISS philosophy. I'm not a BSD guy at all, but this might actually be worth a try. However, uh, he says keep up the great work uh, he says he's practicing markdown he loves all the shows so anyone in the Mumbo room have any experience with this arch BSD thing
2: a tiny bit
0: yeah and
2: it works and it is BSD with Pac-Man on it it's kind of compelling
0: Interesting. Yeah. It, is it current BSD
2: uh, uh, that I couldn't say because I'm not so familiar with BSD to tell how current the underpinnings are but in terms of the packages I could install in it, the packages were definitely current.
0: Too bad Alan's not here. I'm sure he'd have something to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure he'd have some mocking to say. He'd say, what's the point? That's what that the port too. system is for. That's what package add is well, for.
2: <laughs> well, that's, what, that's what, the, what the AUR is. Ju- just just a, a, a kind of ports tree, effectively, isn't it? Compiled from source ports Yeah, tree. a better one. Uh, yeah, good. Well said.
0: <laughs>
3: well, now they have Package NG, which I think is a port of Debian package manager. Very well, nice have some it's similar,
0: right? Like in functionality. Mm-hmm. I've only used it very little, so I, yeah. But I mean, it's it's. I mean, FreeBSD, honestly, in a lot of ways, is is doing it right. Yeah, you have the core system, and then you have the port system, and uh, so I, I would imagine if you could add the AUR on top of that. The problem, I would imagine, I have no idea, and having never used this, but it seems like a crap ton of stuff wouldn't build. Seems like a lot of stuff what? wouldn't
2: build. What? Why not?
0: Well, because it's like it's just a totally different system. It's not an arch system, and there's it's it's a totally. I mean, I don't know. I don't move a lot. Of, I don't move around a lot. But it seems to me like it's already a little tenuous. Sometimes if stuff is going to build using aur, it's not super tenuous. But you still have situations where stuff just fails to build because something's different. I guess. I guess if you had a completely separate copy of the AUR and you could modify all the package builds and yeah, I guess that would I guess if you totally had a separate AUR, then I could see it working. But it doesn't seem like it'd be as beneficial because it wouldn't be as popular. Am I am I missing something here?
2: No, 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 no. I mean um I don't know about uh, i I think cross platform compatibility won't be such a big Big mm. issue for most projects. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. most things all all port almost seamlessly. I think a lot of the upstream developers these days pay attention to making sure their stuff works That's on true. other platforms, other suppose, than just Linux.
0: I suppose that problem's getting less and less as FreeBSD gets more and popular.
2: Yeah, and if and if you look at projects like um, Arch Linux ARM, for example, they pull in the Arch Linux packages and they just uh, replace the i six hundred and eighty six and x eight thousand six hundred sixty four uh architecture flags for arm six hard float and arm seven hard float and things just flow in and nine times out well in fact 99 times out of 100 stuff just works hmm. but um but why but, but why would you have the aur
1: um i mean it would well, take well it's not the just the aur
2: it's not just the aur they've actually got the community and extra repositories you know so they're they're binary distributions of the packages rather than everything compiled from source.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose I, the way I look at FreeBSD and, and OpenBSD, because I mainly float around the OpenBSD world, um, you, you're you better off getting those resources that want to work on an AUR to sort of come on board and submit, submit patches into the ports tree and then maintain ports because then that way it gets a lot more coverage, a lot more visibility and a lot more testing you have a lot of more people looking over the code that you're submitting as a port and then mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know you've got a, a better balance of quality
2: most of the deriv- the arch derivatives just use the aur without any abstraction though because by adding a few architecture flags to a package in the aur it's applicable to um, arm and powerpc hardware for those you know architectures and those spin-off projects that that support those platforms
0: i uh I, I i find it to be interesting, but it, to me never seems like it 's something that would go mainstream
2: but because uh, it seems like yeah, gonna... it is interesting it's it 's not for me but it's yeah. it's kind of fun to tinker with yeah
0: like it could maybe be for somebody it could be like the perfect setup for or for a lot of somebody's even uh, uh all right so i want to talk about uh oh uh there was there was oh a couple of quick uh, a couple of quick things I wanted to mention. Uh, I have this uh, XPS 13 laptop. I'll give that a, 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 a just a, a quick overview. Um, and then also, if anybody out in the audience has like uh, considerable uh, audio production editing, like with music and uh, creating creating sequences potentially even, uh, and laying that down to uh, to an audio track and things like that, and multi-track editing, uh, send in uh, a shout. Shout me. Just send me a shout. Chris at jupiterbroadcasting.com. Let's talk. That was one thing I had. And there was another item... But I, I forget what it was. But I'll, I'll think of it as the show goes on. But there's, there's another item, of topic of business that I need to talk to the audience about. But why don't I mention while I'm thinking about it, this XPS 13, because that's, uh, that's what's got my attention right now. So I didn't actually expect to get this until uh, that halfway into February. So when, when somebody rang the doorbell, My response is, who the hell is that? What is, what is, (laughs) I was a (laughs) joke.
3: Matt came by to troll you. you
0: (laughs) Right, so I go down there, and of course it's a small box, and I thought, well, this can't be the laptop, because it doesn't come in a box, it's like this small little box, but no, it was the actual laptop, Uh, and uh, it it came with Windows 8.1 installed. And Ooh. I normally, if I wasn't, if I was buying this for myself, I probably wouldn't buy a Dell to begin with. That was a question right. that came up on the subreddit. It's like uh, this, I kind of bought this for two reasons. Uh, the first reason is we have a machine that's going to be re- getting replaced here in the studio. And this could go there if it meets all expectations. But the real reason mm-hmm. I wanted to get this is I think this is going to be, from a hardware design standpoint, people who love Lenovo love Lenovo. But if you're not a Lenovo fan or maybe you want something else, I think this is going to be the laptop to beat BuildWise. I think wow. this is a MacBook okay. Pro killer. Really, it you know this screen is better than what's shipping on the Macs right now. The resolution's fantastic. The edge-to-edge glass is super nice. It really mm. looks good. Plus, it's a touchscreen, which I, I you know is it's it's Ooh. not like a big wow. deal for me, but it's it's an augmented right. way to do input. The keyboard's nice. The trackpad's nice. The button reach is good. The build is very sturdy, but it's light. I feel like it doesn't give it all when I am holding it with one hand and shaking it, and I don't hear any moving parts. Everything's solid, Ooh. which is really cool. Uh, and it's got uh, two USB 3.0 ports on it. It has a display port, uh, SD uh, in and audio out. It also has a little battery gauge button on the side that you can press. Speakers are also on the side. I haven't had a good chance to test them yet. And the battery life, when I took it out of the box, said 14 hours remaining. <gasps> I, didn't, uh, I didn't leave it unplugged because the bitches at you during the installation. So uh, and the keys light up and the the keyboard does feel quite nice. The top has this sort of uh, pattern etched into it that it feels good. It's not overdone. It's not irritating, but it feels good on the hand. It's kind of got like feels like a carbon kind of uh, stamping. Uh, the hinge is very strong. You know, I'm, I'm I'm shaking it right now and it doesn't give at all. So I think from like a portable tiny Linux rig, I think this could be a killer unit. Right now, I'm fighting with the wireless, so, and I think if you were to buy the. Uh, the, uh, the developer edition is what they're probably going to call it. When it ships, you mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have to worry about things like wireless. They'll probably just put it They'll like an Intel They'll probably give chip.
3: you Intel or something, yeah. yeah.
0: so I'll give, uh, I'll give this further, you know, I'll use this more. The things that really jumped out at me so far is the speed's great. I got an i7 in there with 8 gigs of RAM, and uh, the display is very vibrant. It really pops. I don't know how things are going to work uh, high DPI-wise. GNOME itself looks real good. Uh, I, mm-hmm. you, know, I, I, you know what I'll do here real quick because I'll fire up Chrome. Because I'm thinking where I'm gonna and the terminal looks really good, so that's uh, that's kind of the only apps I've used so far is just GNOME in the terminal. Uh, but I'm I'm firing up Chrome right now and we'll see how that looks. Okay. Let's see. Oh uh, yeah, Chrome's a little small. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. th- th- it's a little small. I-, I think there's some tweaks in the config you can do, but yeah, it's definitely a little on the small side. Yeah, you can all scale right. it. Yeah, so I'll have to do some of that. So I'll experiment with all of that so i 'll have a full report on Linux and high DPI support and what tweaks I had to do, a wireless tweaks I had to do, and uh, stuff like that hopefully uh, i 'll get it all uh, straightened out and then if you guys make the purchase by the time you buy it i 'll have a full report on if it 's worth your money or not and that's yeah, that 's really the reason why I wanted to get it now uh, well, and that and the price of Bitcoin was totally crashing uh, so There you go. I'll give you my full impressions very soon. I got the one with the uh, 3200 by 1800 resolution. I did that on purpose because in a lot of our distro distro reviews, one of the areas I felt like we didn't really touch on a lot because we couldn't is how it handles a high-resolution display. High-resolution displays are here. High DPI is a real thing in 2015, and a lot of laptops across the line are going to start shipping with it. So it's time for Linux to really step up and have good support for that. So I think it's time to incorporate that. It's not going to be a deal-breaker for the reviews. But I think it's kind of important to incorporate that in the review so you know if this is a distribution or a desktop environment or whatever it is we're talking about, that it will look good on a high DPI display. So that's another reason I got this too, so I can speak to the audience from that standpoint too. There you think
1: go. It makes sense to come up with some common set of criteria that people could test their laptop against, like a list of all the things you should yeah. check.
0: Mm hmm. hmm. Yeah, like Because uh, I
1: know that's something we tried to come up with for a different open source operating system whose name i won't say just because anyway uh would that be everybody goes and tries and test things but they never they always forget to test the thing that matters to you right the thing that like you know high dpi they might not consider that yeah right yeah you know they didn't consider does this feature work and and you know how granular is the backlight control or whatever and it just seems like it would make sense to come up with a a big set of common criteria that anyone, when they bought a laptop could just run the, all their laptops through all these tests and post the results so that, uh, you know, you kind of crowdsource the information gathering since, you know, you can't buy every model of laptop to do this. With. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 Crowdsourcing reviews would be interesting. I'm looking at the, uh, myfixguide.com break, uh, teardown. And it looks like not only is the bottom pretty removable, but, the the wireless land card is right there front and center and labeled very oh. very generously uh, by tel well, yeah they're
1: they're usually the, like mini PCIe right, yeah. now,
0: right and it and it doesn't look like it's too buried it looks like it's just you take off those uh, eight torque screws and then and then there you go
1: well, uh, so if you do doable. get one that yeah. doesn't have wireless that works, like I think that's the problem you're having yeah. with yours, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Intel Centrino 6205 is like $19 at Newegg. Yeah, I might just get Ooh. that
0: anyways, just so that way when I reinstall I don't have to fight it, even if I can get it working. Yeah. And, I mean, and right. here's the SSD storage right there too. Just, so the storage and the wireless look like they're really easy to interchange. So I like that a lot. So cool. So I'll give you an update because uh, I literally just took it out of the box before the show started. I put it into Windows once. Oh, yep, there's a better shot of the wireless card right there. Yeah, that's going to be a really easy swap out. I think that OS that Alan was referring to just a little bit ago rhymes with C D F B. No, don't. That doesn't ring a bell, Eric. I don't. <laughs> huh, okay.
3: C <laughs> C <okay. laughs> what? I think he's talking about haiku.
0: Yeah, not, Mark,
3: wait, no matter No, b B U S. Yeah, yeah. Oh
0: jeez gosh, guys. Uh the question uh, Mark uh Marky asked, What's the markdown editor I use? It's called Harupad. Harupad's really great. Um and there's You're other ones that too. For us. Huh, what's that? Harupad? Yeah, sure. It's uh H A uh Let me pull it up right here. Of course it doesn't just this doesn't just say. <laughs> Even Chris doesn't <laughs> H- know how to spell no, it. No, it's just I want to make sure I get it right. H A R O O P A D. And uh, this is this is it right here on my screen. This is today's episode of Tech Talk Today on my screen, and you see in one column is my markdown code, and the other column is uh, the output. But what, okay, you're like, okay, that's not too neat, Chris. A lot of markdown editors do that. What's really cool about this markdown editor is you can go into the settings, and you can go pull down your CSS files from your website and have the stuff in the preview rendered with your website's real CSS, and you can really see really what it's going to look like on your website. That is really cool because... For example, the Jupyter Broadcasting website, it renders quotes slightly different than other websites render quotes, some just the way the block quote looks. Uh so uh it's nice to have that. So yeah, it's Harupad and it's 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 a bit of a monster. It's written on top of Node.js. But uh it, it has all of like under the insert menu, it has all of the markdown like all your basic Markdown stuff, all ready to go, and these are also hotkeyed. You can pull up uh, in the Help menu. It has all the key commands. And so, you know, like, for example, Control-Shift-I inserts an image. Uh, Control-Shift-Q makes everything a quote. Uh, Control-4 uh, uh, is a heading 4. Control-2 is a, is a heading 2. So it's really nice and makes it really fast of, to rip through Markdown. So it's HaruPad, and uh, we've talked about it before. I've made it a pick a long time ago on last, so it's probably also linked in the last picks. So there you go. If you can stomach Node.js. You won't even know. It's all like a well, self-contained I th- Chromium app.
3: You know, I think you should do it just for the shortcuts alone. I mean, Because yeah. shortcuts rock. Yeah. I love shortcuts. I'm all about the keyboard. Yeah,
0: the and mouse. don't forget, if you want to practice your markdown, we have openyourmouth.recipes, which are open-source, GPL, community recipes written in markdown. It's a great place to scratch that markdown itch. And Harupat, you could write in there and then post it up on our GitHub page, openyourmouth.recipes. Recipes, open source recipes from the community. Hey, Matt, you know, if you're going to say maybe you want to have your own GitLab or host your own ghost installation, or maybe you want to just mess around with free BSD, well, then our next sponsor might have something that could interest you. That's DigitalOcean. Yes, DigitalOcean is a great place to go to get your own cloud server. They're a simple cloud hosting provider dedicated to offering the most intuitive and easy way for you to spin up your own cloud server. You'll get root access to it powered by Linux and KVM. You can get started in less than 55 seconds. Jay emailed me today. 23 seconds was his spin up time. He got it all set up in 23 seconds. That is nuts. And pricing plans start only $5 a month for 512 megabytes of RAM, a 20 gigabyte SSD, one CPU, and a freaking terabyte of transfer. Oh my gosh. I cannot even. This just blows my mind. I've been around for a long time. This is just. I cannot. I, I. I. I remember a time in a data center when I had a colo rig and I spent over $1,500 for a terabyte of transfer in a single month. DigitalOcean has data center locations in New York, San Francisco, Singapore, Amsterdam, and London. And their interface is amazing. It's so simple and intuitive and extremely powerful at the same time. Like They didn't, they didn't water it down. Like You can do your DNS management. You can take your backup snapshots. You can resize your images. You can add RAM. You can move them. You can transfer them. Like, you can do console HTML5 level access, even watch the boot up screen from post all the way up to your main Linux rig. It's so, or for your BSD. It's so cool. And they've got CoreOS as well. And they've got this API that the community is t- just written a ton of great stuff for. You could write your own stuff for it and, you know, extend the functionality of the dashboard, however you, like, snap into whatever you need to snap it into for management. But me, I just take advantage of all the great apps that have been written. DigitalOcean.com. Go over there. Use our promo code D-O-Unplugged. D-O-Unplugged. That's one word, lowercase. D-O-Unplugged to get you a $10 credit. You can try out the $5 rig, no credit card needed for free. Go try out a Minecraft installation. BitTorrent Sync. Sync thing. OwnCloud is crazy easy, and they've got tutorials for everything. If you get stuck on anything, they've got great tutorials. So once you get the rig spun up, you're ready to go. DigitalOcean.com. Please, use our promo code DOUnplugged to support the Linux Unplugged show. Keep your favorite Linux talk show going every single week by supporting our sponsor. And why not just decloud yourself a little bit? Take a look at what you have up in the cloud, what third-party services you're using, and ask yourself, could I easily move that over? Uh, this week's episode of Coda Radio, Mike was giving some tips on ways to save money for development and primarily a great way to push updates out to your websites and stuff uh, Totally for free once you set up the DigitalOcean droplet. It was a great tip, and it's another great example of the things you can use DigitalOcean for. We've got it running a whole bunch of Ruby. We've got it running our BitTorrent for the back-end syncing of all of the unfiltered stuff, which is nuts. I mean, we have hundreds of syncs going on there. It's all running off DigitalOcean droplets. It's really awesome. It's unbelievably a good. It's just an incredible great value, and the management is so straightforward. DigitalOcean.com. Use the promo code DOUnplugged. Try it out for a little bit and see what I've been talking about and support the show. DigitalOcean.com. DOUnplugged. And a big thing- Thanks to DigitalOcean for sponsoring the Linux Unplugged program. Now, I want to talk a little bit about this Vivaldi browser because everybody's writing about it. Everybody's talking about it. Chat has been going about it. It's not a tablet. It's a Chromium-powered, multi-platform browser. It's making some waves, if that's still a thing. Uh, it's supported by Linux, Windows, and OS X. It's currently offered as a tech preview, so it's got Chromium under the hood, but another a bunch of features that sort of remind you maybe of Opera during its glory days. Among them is speed dial and mouse gestures, uh, also new features like allowing multiple tabs to be combined into a single stack, support for note-taking within the browser, uh, you know, you need to take notes on a website, and other improvements to the Chromium base. Started by a former CEO of Opera, who, wasn't with the, who has not been with Opera for years, uh, they plan in the future to include things like mail, built-in sync spatial navigation greater performance they want to be the fastest browser in the universe they say extensions and other community features and it's available right now for Linux I've installed right here if you're watching the show Matt are you ready for another browser
3: oh yes absolutely you know what we need we need another browser and preferably one that's based on an existing browser because then we can really hit <laughs> Jeez, I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna not be cynical about it. it could be awesome it really could I'm gonna just hold my hopes up
0: Well, uh, okay, I'll play devil's advocate. I mean, I kind of agree with you, (laughs) but uh, if if we accept that maybe Blink and WebKit are as good as we're going to get for a little while, then maybe it is good that the innovation's done more at the UI because I think you and I both have lamented Ah. the browsers really suck still. Like, there's not a browser either one of us are like totally jazzed up. Like, man, I just love Chrome or I love Firefox. You know, like (laughs) I use Firefox, I use Chrome.
3: So for me, it's like from a UI perspective, and this is excluding bookmarks because that's a separate issue. From a UI perspective, uh, Firefox makes people want to eat bags of glass, and um, Chromium and Chrome are frankly just more pleasant to use. Now, that being said, Firefox performance destroys Chrome and Chromium because it sucks on Linux. But and then you have bookmarks, which is a completely separate issue. Because the problem with bookmarks is, hi, nineteen ninety five, can I have my browsers, please? I mean, or you know, my bookmarks, please? I mean, this is stupid. The bookmarking system is what really needs to evolve more yeah. so than the. Uh, yeah. theory, in my opinion, bookmarks suck. I add stuff. I've got bookmarks from like two thousand two in there. I don't even know what they are. I, you know, what is this?
0: I do like the UI. I think it's very nice, uh, yeah. but they're not bringing a lot of new stuff. For, to the team, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, and they don't—they don't have all of my plugins that I that I want to use. It seems True, pretty plugins. fast. The UI is oh, no. okay. It actually does have a few yeah. specific
5: features that I've never seen in anything else. All right, lay it on me, sir. UI changes. Uh, okay, and yeah, If you press too, this have you ever used um, what is it? Um, that little fucking text editor. It actually has a little command UI. You can press F2 and you can do yeah. commands. Yeah,
0: it does support yeah. like hotkey navigation and stuff. Yeah.
5: Yes, that. I've never seen that in anywhere okay. else. Tabs but da- also, since Opera has done a lot of those weird little browser enhancements, it's got little tab UI. You can drag the top down and see previews of your tabs or hover over them, which is what the old opera used to do. Oh, that is but nice. But it's actually quite interesting. Oh, I like the way it displays your current ideas.
0: tab, too. It's really easy to see which is the current active tab. Okay, so For the
5: first implementation, it's not so bad.
0: This is actually, the way they color the tabs is actually kind of smart. It's chameleonic, okay. depending on the, uh, the whole top bar changes. Whole, yep, take a oh, look at so interesting. Interesting. the whole top bar. Everything changes. That's I oh, those, thought of Jupiter Black. Oh, those tab okay. stacks icon
2: are power. brilliant.
0: Yeah, that is pretty cool. Oh, yes, there mm-hmm. is I
2: some like interesting bits groups. about it. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so tab stacks, in their words, yeah. But
0: I think tab stacks I like better because you can, you can see it right by hovering over. And it's, it, for me, tab stacks is easier than tab groups because tab groups are put off somewhere else. They're hidden in a way, whereas tab stacks are just right here. And the way they, sh- the way they demonstrate the, the, the lines so you can see how many tabs are in this stack is really clever, too. Well I mean
5: top top down down. Right above the URL bar, you can actually have a little thing, like the little drag down, and you can drag down the top and have visual pieces of tabs right up at the top. And their settings looks very deep in our party. (gasps) Oh, I see. Settings manager is very interesting.
0: Oh look at that, you can just get a little peek too. You can just have a little peek of the
5: That's really cool. Yes, it's the yeah. old opera. It's coming mm. back. The guys the real balls are That's actually cool. putting um, the ideas forth again.
2: I don't know how much you guys have used it, but I've been using it all today, and it is super fast. This is the first I mean, time I've tried it. After, after Chrome and Firefox, this is refreshingly quick it mm. feels like 2015 on the internet the speed at which Ooh, and you put the tabs on the left rendering.
0: side which is really nice for widescreen actually you can
5: remove the tabs completely yeah. say none no tabs at all yeah there's no other one i've yeah, seen man. which can remove the tabs chris this Smart. is one of the reason that people that used to use
0: opera are so passionate about it is because they they do things in a completely fundamentally different way and when you get used to it going to a standard Uh, Firefox or a standard Chrome browser is just it feels clunky.
4: I'm digging all the key commands. So, Wimpy says it's super fast. I find that's the case on a brand-new, clean install of Chrome, Chromium, Firefox, or basically, insert name of browser here. As soon as you start using it and fill in some Throw in some extensions, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, throw some extensions in there, and then all your bookmarks, and then you start visiting a load of pages. They all slow down to a bag of crap, all of them.
2: (laughs) No, if you you take uh, a fresh... Fresh Chrome or a fresh Firefox, and you don't fill it with the shit ton of plugins that you use, Popey. You know, This is. I have like three plugins <laughs> on all my browsers, yeah. and they all
4: run like you're swimming in treacle. Well, yeah. if,
2: if, you, if you go for a plug-in-less Chrome or Firefox and compare the speed that this renders pages and visit pages that you've not been to in any of the browsers, it, this is very, very quick at rendering pages. Dude, much, are we much doing faster. another browser it,
4: challenge? Is there another browser is, challenge?
2: I've not been that excited about a new browser really? since I first started using Chrome in wow. 2008. Down this this, boy. this is really... Really, oh, good. really good, really <laughs> <laughs> good. Shall I tell you the one drawback? Yeah, the one sure. Drawback
0: sure. Of this? Sounds amazing. The user, so far. the
2: user interface is basically Amiga OS 3.5. Yeah, it's, it's a so weird. it's uh, so weirdo. flat. It's 1999, but other than that, it's brilliant. I like uh-huh. the line. Uh-huh. I, I think text. the other thing, uh, the little the...
5: command thing. You can press F2 and it'll give you a Sublime Text command UI. <gasps> Nice.
0: Oh my gosh! That is. is so yeah, cool. That is the neatest. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That yeah. is so cool. Can, can look you look hear at,
2: that, guys? <laughs> that's
5: the I me. mean. There's features in this that are very
1: unusual.
0: Look at there's all my tabs, and then here's all of the commands I could do. Oh my gosh! This is so cool. But the other thing to consider is, so is, is that uh, one
1: of the reasons Firefox sort of, can slow down over time is because you're building up that SQLite database for the Awesome Bar and a yeah. bunch of other stuff so yeah. if you feel your browser is slow try a fresh profile well, it's not necessarily no, that, just plugins saying. that make it slow yeah no, that's, that's what I'm saying people compare this alongside a fresh necessary. profile
5: oh, yeah. this yeah. isn't
1: fire I'm pretty, now,
4: pretty, sh- pretty sure that's exactly what I said just now which is any right. browser which is super clean is good and then right, after you use it for dude, a while it turns to shit yeah,
1: well, yeah but this- you were saying it was the plugins that were default and usually it's not no, necessarily
4: I plugins the only one thing that I missed was the ad blocker
2: have you seen yeah, how a lot the, of it is the,
1: is the databases and stuff? And maybe we should
2: find something better. Yeah, no, I noticed, noticed it's a nice little touch. Yeah. The, the navigational buttons, so yeah. back, home, yeah. reload, and all of that. Yeah. As you visit a website, it automatically themes those controls to the color profile yes. of the website that yes. you're viewing. I yes. mean, it's. For for a debut, for a technical preview, this is really polished and very slick.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sounds and I've cool, already mentioned on their
2: forum
5: to open awful. source this thing as much as they can. Cause right. I want them to because this is pretty darn interesting.
0: Yeah, that is the thing we have to talk about. That's the elf in the room. Is that it's not open now? Blink that, or whatever Chromium or whatever you're going to say it's based on is, but that uh, <laughs> the, 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 the and, Chrome around it is not.
2: And the thing well, is, is Opera that Opera is the same situation. I'm from, trying from, to,
5: you know, put their balls in a vice to get them to open their code.
1: Well, I guess the question is, how do they make a business out of it then?
5: Hmm. Donations. Like most open-source projects, dependent unless they're going right, to sell well, their most code to the pro- Wii, again, are like they used to the old opera.
0: So, yeah, Wimpy, the you think the, Wimpy, you think it's a bigger deal than we're giving it credit because the browser is the new OS? You think this is a huge thing?
2: Yeah, this is precisely my point. I think that, you know, from, from this point onward, the browser is the operating system, and Chromebooks have uh, proven that point over the last year more than more than anything else. And I think having a choice in our browser options is as important as having choice over our operating systems. Hmm. Yeah, I, would I would agree. agree. The yeah. only
1: reason internet browsers got better is because we've had competition. Otherwise, we'd all still be stuck. Yeah, quite. Yeah. I don't know why.
5: competition is a good thing. Yeah. May the exactly. best browser win. Yeah. And,
0: uh,
1: best browser help everyone else.
0: And, uh, I, I think, uh, this is one to watch and I like that they launched with cross-platform support out of the, out of the bag. I think that's a really good sign. I don't think it's going to make me switch. Well, maybe, I mean, it depends on what the plug-in direction goes. I really like, you know, I, I'm see the thing is that, uh, that launcher that it has, I could probably go get that for, you know, any browser with an extension, but I do like that a lot. That is really cool. So it's the Vivaldi browser. We'll have a link in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. That sounds like a lot of you've been trying it, though. So I'm going to keep it around for a little bit. I need things like tab sync and all kinds of fancy stuff, though. I really, I really am pretty demanding.
3: You know, I would kill. All I want's better bookmark handling. That's all I want. I know, and I've right? tried the plugins, and what, I've tried, i tried Fox. all these hacks and variations. And well, everybody's got the new. What? No, it's crap. You know, it's crap. It's still know. the same what old. Kind of, what, what is service. the problem with
4: bookmarks, though?
3: It's the it's like it it's, it's just a menu list. I have five thousand plus of them, yeah, and I'd yeah. like to make heads and tails out of them. You know I, I, mean? it's like I, I use, I have Firefox uh, bookmarks because Firef- I, I actually yeah. can't not use Firefox because of the bookmark structure is yeah. so awesome. I with the
0: keywords I, searching. Yeah. I can just. I can just. And jump well, that's how I use it now. I. I. need something to audit my bookmarks. It. I think. Yeah. there's probably a self help
4: group for Matt. For people like me who <laughs> have thousands of bookmarks, yeah. I personally have zero. I, I have just no don't use bookmarks. Yeah. I just I no. just use Google really, really yeah. well. Yeah, I have some. I have
0: about a
1: thousand. Yeah, I, I sure. use Pinboard as a third-party service I can access from any computer in any browser by logging in. That might
2: be an option. Yahoo okay. failed as an entity because they tried to catalog the internet by themselves. So. Oh. Why would you, why would you yeah, try? Yeah, yeah, they do they the tried to it
1: with level? humans. Was the problem? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: All right. I will well, give. XMarks uh, uh, X marks has yeah. some kind of like auditing the stuff. with Yeah. X
0: marks. I'll give uh, because Alex has been wanting to say it a hundred times. Uh, Alex, uh, you want to say something from the perspective of a Firefox user. Uh, I've been using uh, Firefox with a lot of tabs and a lot
4: of bookmarks. For me, bookmarks are like my own uh, personal search engine. What I would like one day would be to have YAC integrated into Firefox and
3: have
5: a real search engine in my browser. Yeah, that'd be cool. And about uh, tabs, uh, the old Opera, uh, version 12, and the current Firefox are the only browsers that support over...
4: 200 tabs.
0: I usually have around 100 open tabs at uh, some point and you need help. uh, The maximum (laughs) I reached is uh, around
2: uh, 600 at some point. Wow, wow. Wow.
0: That is is respectable. Like uh, that is uh, you know and I've heard a few other people like I had a client that always had a whole bunch of browser windows open a whole bunch. I always get I always get worried. I always get worried that my browser is going to die on me and that I'll yeah. lose all that. I don't have faith in the auto-restore system, so I, uh. that's what I actually use bookmarks for, is I, I use just mainly my menu bar, and I just stash stuff in there. But uh, Right. All right. So, uh, Matt, we have a surprise for you that I want to get to, but before oh. we do that, I got something really exciting to talk about. That's Linux Academy, sponsor of the Linux Unplugged show, and uh, Linux Academy is always rolling out tons of new features. So that's why I want to encourage you to go over to com slash unplugged and take advantage of our discount They've just rolled out a new Ruby course, which is perfect for me because, Matt, I'm gonna go. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I'm gonna go teach myself <laughs> Ruby. Ooh, ooh and I, I wasn't. Oh, I hadn't decided. I had like I was on the fence. And then Linux Academy's like, yeah, we got a new course on Ruby. I'm like, all right. Well, now, now I feel like I've been given the pathway to follow. I can't really mess it up if I go with Linux Academy. I want you to go check them out too. Linuxacademy.com slash unplug. Get you our special unplug discount. They got step-by-step video courses for everything you're doing. Comprehensive study guides you can download. Getting a breakout out time estimates of how long each stuff's going to take. It comes with your own server as the lab course requires it. Spins it right up. Whatever Linux distribution you've chosen, that's what the server OS is. And, of course, all the courseware just kind of adapts to match that. And I think that's a pretty nice feature if you're maybe moving from one distro to another, like if you switch jobs from a Red Hat place to an Ubuntu place or Debian to CentOS, something like that. You get to keep track of your progress as you're going right as you log in the dashboard to give you a percentage heads up of where you're at with your different stuff, how long the next section is going to take you. They have learning plans, you go in there and say, hey I've got this much time on Monday, this much time on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I can allocate this much time, generate me a plan, and Linux Academy's system will create a custom plan that matches that schedule that you've laid out with reminder systems to keep you going. Plus, as a Jupyter Broadcasting community member, you'll meet lots of like-minded folks who are there from Jupyter Broadcasting in the community and can give you a bump when you're kind of slowing down a little bit. Also, go make sure you check out their new Docker courseware. There's not another technology that's hotter right now in the Linux space, and they've got great stuff. Great courseware on Docker. Also, Vagrant virtualization options up the Wuzang from KVM to Zen. They got it all. You guys should go check it out at Linux Academy. Ruby, Android Development, OpenStack, the whole DevOps category they've got courseware for over at Linux Academy. It's a really valuable service. LinuxAcademy.com slash unplugged. Go check them out and support your favorite talk show, Linux Unplugged. That's a big thank you to Linux Academy for sponsoring the Linux Unplugged show. LinuxAcademy.com slash unplugged. Thanks, you guys, and thanks to all the audience members who support Linux Unplugged. Okay, thanks. Matt. So uh, for those who... I, I think there's, there's probably a portion of folks who watch this show uh, or listen to this show that don't watch or listen to last. And so for those who are not current, uh, this Sunday, the, the, the episode that just aired, was uh, Matt's last official day, as host. although I'm sure he'll be back to the show from time to time to visit. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's launching with uh, producer Q5SYS, who's here today as well, uh, the uh, the rebirth the raising from the ashes of our how-to Linux show, better focused, stronger than before. And uh, Matt, yeah, we thought we'd do a little parting tradition as a send-off for uh, the uh, years of great service on the Linux Action Show, right here on Unplugged for our last segment of the show. And uh, so I'm going to kick it off. Uh, you may have heard there's this great new uh, graphics card that's out there on the market. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, Pharonix just gave it a great review for Linux gamers. It's called the GeForce GTX 960. It uses the latest Maxwell GPU from NVIDIA. And uh, so I, as a thank you to Matt, and now it's here at the studio, Matt, but I ordered you a brand new video card, a GTX 960, so you can try out the 960 in the Linux rig and give us a report back on how it works here on the Unplug show, because now on Sundays you're going to need to get some gaming picked up and... Some folks in the mumble room, to kind of sweeten the deal a little bit, are going to send some Steam games that they have available in the library. So, and I want to encourage anybody in the audience, too, that wants to help Matt uh, put his new uh, NVIDIA 960 card to use. Uh, I have Matt's uh, Steam profile linked in the show notes. It's Iron Spanking Matt, which is, I don't know, where does Iron Spanking come from, Matt? Is that like a metal reference? Oh, that
3: was an un- un- <laughs> actually a little bit. No, it was actually an Unreal Tournament thing. Um, back when I was uh, really playing that, I someone felt like they, it, it, there's like a backstory to it. Basically, long and short of it, it's it's an Unreal tournament, iron spanking kind of deal. So I thought a good so, way to yeah. do it would
0: be to get you to waste a bunch of time. So uh, the uh, audience <laughs> and I came together and uh, blaster chipped into on the uh, video card here. So that'll be here in the studio next time when you come down to shoot your first batch of how to Linux. You can leave with the new uh, GTX 960.
3: Oh, that is awesome! Thanks. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah I, fantastic. Think you'll, I think you'll that, have it's really cool. Then
0: just give us a report here on unplugged in the future of how it went. Yeah,
3: for sure. Thanks. Yeah, man.
0: and uh, watch out for Steam games coming your way. I think a few folks in the audience are going to send you some.
3: Yeah, I'm still I'm still sorting through email, and I've got, actually got a couple of thanks to uh, send out. So cool. Appreciate so, uh, that. Yeah.
0: And uh, and then you'll keep us posted on uh, when how to Linux launches, which we'll have Definitely. probably in February sometime. Q five. Is there any, yep, anything you want to jump in at this point before we move off from that topic? You good? Going once.
5: Um, just that if anybody has ideas for good topics, um, send them in. Yeah, that's about it.
0: There you go. Okay. There Very it is. good. And we'll have uh, ways to do that, too. And I think we still, have the, uh, we still have the how to Linux email account you can email as well. Or you can ping us in the subreddit. We're checking that. Or uh, email uh, Matt or uh, Q5. Yeah. I... Either way. There's a lot of ways to get in your suggestions, and we'll come up with some official ways to submit them into the show. I know we've had some, we've had some like, uh, spreadsheets in the past, but uh, we'll figure it out. So, Matt, enjoy the uh, new gaming setup. Get oh, you definitely. You've now got, a, like, a way nicer video card than I've got, I think. That's, I that's to say, That's, that's really styling. That's wow. hard, man. I was like, ah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, then I was like, no, no. It's it's a nice parting gift. It's a have fun with this. Work that's awesome, uh, Steve. Um, and then on Sunday show, I actually don't have the full show planned out yet. But uh, Noah is landing in uh, the uh, Pacific Northwest probably Thursday, depending on his work schedule, and uh, he'll be in studio for Sunday's Linux Action Show. And I'm probably going to take him out to dinner and stuff like that. So I don't know what all our plans are, but I think it's going to be a really fun show on Sunday. We'll have uh, some uh, some shenanigans that we'll probably have planned by by Sunday. So we'll have Noah in studio to kick off his uh, new reign as co host on the show, and we'll update you guys on the how to Linux progress as we've got it. I think it's getting it's coming along quite well. So we'll probably have an update very soon. Okay. Very cool. All right. Well, and thanks to everybody who sent uh, the stuff to. To to Matt. We were talking about it on uh, Tech Talk after today. We were scheming while still on the air, and I wasn't sure if you were listening or not. I didn't think
3: you were. I thought we were safe because it was, you know. No, I I was obliviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was. Actually, I think I was picking up dog dude at the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, My nice. glamorous life nice. as a co-host. Yes. Of
1: yeah. a I, I like that. I that's mean, good. You know. it's, I think that's no, a good you You'd rather <laughs> do that than listen to Chris's other show? I
0: think that's, you know, you can do both <laughs> at the same time. You can do both at the same time. You can. Yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah. You can,
3: although although it's an art form to uh, pick up the poo. Man. You just
0: go over to jblive.info on your portable device, and we've got uh, high bitrate and low bitrate audio streams, or you can go to tv if you're on the Wi-Fi where you're out there picking up the poop, man. So there, you, there go. you go. It's a little Tech Talk tip. <laughs> that is the Tech Talk show. We do that on, uh, We do that uh, in the morning. So you guys should check that out. But hey, don't forget who cares about Tech Talk. Join us next Tuesday for the, episode 78 of Linux Unplugged. Come get it in. If you've never made a live show, get it in before we had episode 80. you got a little bit of time left. We do the show on Tuesday. And if I don't see you on Tuesday, hope to see you on Sunday. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Picking up poop like a good neighbor should.
3: Well, you know, after a while, I, you step in it so many times. Dog, it's just a sanitary—it's a sanitary thing for the dogs. Everybody needs their pooper
1: scooper.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. No, I, I'm old school. I, you get yourself a bag, be a man, bend over, pick this. I up don't understand squishy. why we're why we're spending,
0: why are we wasting our times on Roombas <laughs> when this is a job that could be done by robots. I don't. I don't care.
3: There's actually a poop nine one one business here in town. Um, you know, yeah. for people who don't want to pick up their own.
0: Apparently. <laughs> All right, jbtitles.com, dot com. dot com. Uh, yeah,
5: Matt. They have those on the East Coast. It's called Duty Calls. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> I like that.
0: Uh, the fourth Jamie browser, the fourth titles. browser is not bad. Mm-hmm. The fourth browser is not bad. All right, you guys go over there. JB Titles, go boat. I had uh, I had a little uh, shout out. I, I noticed a thread in the subreddit that needs more love. Uh, a day ago, Stoffelof2 uh, submitted, "What does your prompt look like?" Uh, and uh, he submitted his. And we got a few other folks. There's 12 comments in here, but not a lot of pictures. So I want to I want to I want to uh, look at people's desktop porn. So if you would go over to that subreddit post and I'll uh, have it linked in the post in the post show notes. Go submit your desktop. I like looking at people's desktops. I even tried to do an episode of time? it once. It's 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 in the subreddit. I'll link to it in the IRC right now, and I'll have it linked in the show notes for this episode of Unplugged. But. uh I tr I like looking at people's desktops so much I tried to make an episode out of it, and it was like a super boring episode, <laughs> so so I don't do it anymore, but I still like looking at them so right? go over there so I can uh, I get ideas you know, and I just got it's a new laptop that, too
1: long but just just for reference when Angela did it, it was an exciting show. I know exactly. I know I know'
0: Because right? she does Some it with awards yeah. I don't have awards, I just that gawk, can... but I got a new laptop <laughs> set up, so I want inspiration. <laughs>
3: I've actually converted my uh, KDE as that up to, like, Gnome.
0: Oh, jeez. Oh, yes, here's that's where it starts. Uh, and, by the way, I have 931 unread uh, Reddit messages, so if you message me on Reddit. You
3: could, Yeah. Good luck with that, Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to ignore you, but at a certain point, I can only respond to so many different communication methods. Same with Facebook. I don't really respond on Facebook, either. Uh, okay. jbtitles.com, jbtitles.com. Vivaldi, the fourth browser. Is that too long? What about just the fourth nah, it just browser? It seems like it because it's four words. But yeah, all right. I do like having Vivaldi in the title. Yeah, all right. We'll go with that. Nice, nicely done, Wimpy. Nicely done. Just
5: take out. You're the... welcome.
0: I'm glad you had a chance to get the tires too, because uh, you guys had some great tips for me to check out. Because I literally just installed it before the show, or during the pre-show, and uh, it's pretty nice.
2: <laughs> I think fourth I'm going to live number. with this for a, a good little while because um, it, it's really terrific.
0: Well, I'm going to check back in with you then. Oh, jeez, Wimpy, get a room. <laughs> you know, I'm usually a
2: miserable old curmudgeon. I found something that's really quite—it's new and it's good. Pro, uh, what is it? Uh, the Luddites say uh, this is the antithesis, uh, the, the opposite of that. Uh, 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 some change is progress.
0: Poppy, don't judge. It makes them happy. <laughs> I know Alan, don't don't, don't
2: ruin my mood, you've been super helpful the last two days, don't make me all grouchy and miserable (laughs) coming in here and bitching (laughs) at me.